Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Laguna Biatch the podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. As always, it's Kelly here with your Laguna Beach Hills, very cavalry pop culture drama. I have a lot of stuff to talk about this week, but I think right now I'm just going to like stick with Laguna. There was like a little part of me that wanted to do all the other drama first. And by other drama, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Kristen Cavallari's 9-11 post. And I feel like weird saying that because I feel like my whole entire life, and I'm sure a lot of you feel this way. I don't know how old everybody is. I'm 28. When 9-11 happened, I was 10. And I kind of feel like my whole entire life is like pre-9-11 and post-9-11. Does that make sense? But we're going to talk about the post and you know how she fired that staffer? We're going to get into all that as well. I did want to give you a little heads up. There is going to be a sponsored ad a little bit further in the episode. And I am putting in like a little ding noise so you know when it's coming. So you're not like, oh, what the fuck? Because sometimes I listen to podcasts and I'm like, oh, that could have been the episode or like, what is this person talking about? So I just want to give you like a little bit of a heads up. And yeah, so I am going to be adding a couple sponsors here and there for the podcast Nothing too crazy, I promise. I promise you you're not going to get like 14. (laughs) You probably won't even get two sponsors, to be like totally honest. You'll be like, oh, okay, one sponsor, that's fine. Whatever, let's just continue. But it is Sunday for me. I'm recording this on Sunday, and you're going to hear this on Tuesday. And like I said, I just have so much to talk about, and I'm so excited. A lot of very Cavallari tea coming your way. A lot of Kristen Cavallari tea coming your way. And then you guys were awesome when I asked for some like recommendations if you want advice or if you want me to talk about a certain pop culture person. For the next two weeks, you guys gave me like so much content and I'm so excited. I will tell you, Cammie and I haven't connected yet for the podcast, but I promise you she's going to be on. We're going to talk a little bit. Well, we're actually going to probably talk a lot, Laguna. And then what she's up to now and just some like behind the scenes things because because I feel like a lot of people have this specific image of her in your head and that's not who Cammie is. I've been I've been lucky enough to spend, you know, time with Cammie and she's actually a really cool person. Really cool. Like such a nice, genuine human. I am going to tell you Matt from Very Cavallari, Matt Dye. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. I know not a ton of people watched Very Cavallari, but Matt from Very Cavallari is going to come on and we're going to talk about a lot of different things. We are going to talk about Britney Spears. <laughs> so if you're not like super into Britney, just a heads up, like we, we've we connected on a Britney level. We've talked a lot about Britney, him and I, but we're also going to talk about perceptions, how people think they know you, how you have this perception of somebody and how that isn't always right. Of course, we'll talk a little bit very cavalry. What's it like to be on reality TV? And again, perception, you know, you you think you might know who he is just because of his little scenes that you saw. But what is that from diary from MTV? You think, you know, but you have no idea. This is the diary of Matt Dye and Kelly Williams. <laughs> but it'll be more like that. Of course, we'll get tea from Very Cavallari. He'll talk about Kristen, all those things. And somebody said in a review that I do tend to get away from Laguna, to get get away from the hills, things like that. And that's just who I am. I had somebody tell me to stop apologizing for everything I do. And you know what I wanted to say when I read that? I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just who I am. I always apologize. I want to make sure people are happy with what I'm putting out there. But pop culture is something that I love to death. And like I said, when I have Cammie, Matt, whatever cast member on, I promise we will talk about Very Cavallari, The Hills, Laguna, whatever. But then I also love talking about pop culture and like seeing how people, other people think of pop culture and pop culture icons, things like that. 
Okay, how many times I say pop culture? I should have been like, before I say all these sentences, take a shot every time I say pop culture. You wouldn't have made it. <laughs> also, a lot of you tell me that you listen to this when you're like driving to work. So please, please, please don't take shots if you're driving. And don't take shots if you're going to work either. Like, be sober for work. <laughs> okay, so this episode that we're going to dive into is called Nothing More to Say. And we start off with LC. Dieter and Bunny and we find out that Elsie's actually throwing a going away dinner to end out the summer. It really makes me jealous that I will never experience what it's like at a Conrad Castle. I know that the parents sold it for whatever reason probably because everyone went away to school and they're like what are we going to do with this giant house but it really bums me out that I will never ever have the chance to go to the Conrad Castle. And I kind of feel like Elsie like hijacked the end of Kristen's season. I don't know if you guys feel that way. But I feel like the last, well, at, at least like two of the three last episodes are very heavy LC. And if I was Kristen, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, this is my episode. This is my time to shine, Lauren. That's exactly what I'd say to her. I'd probably text it to her and be like, listen, Lauren, my time to shine. Sorry, my neighbor's baby is screaming in the hallway. I know that you guys can't like hear it all the time, but I can hear it and it like throws me off so bad. But anyway, back to Elsie hijacking Kristen's season. We find out that it's like dress up, cocktail hour, it's going to be catered. And that's kind of all we know about it. Dieter jokes about inviting Jessica and Elsie's like, absolutely not. Why would I ever invite that girl to my home? But then Dieter mentions like inviting people like Kristen and Elsie's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, I don't want to have any weirdness between us, especially because we're both moving to L.A. So we do find out that Kristen's coming. And do you guys remember how much MTV hyped it this moment up? Like, I was so ready for so much chaos to happen. And I'll get into that later in the episode, obviously. But I remember in, like, previews and stuff, you see Kristen standing at the top of the steps with, like, Alex H. holding the door open. Or I guess Alex H. is actually in front of her walking down. But during this moment, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? But like I said, we'll get into that later in the episode. But during this conversation, Jason actually calls Elsie, or so it seems. You hear, like, her little ringtone going off. And Jen's like, is that Jason? And she doesn't really, like, confirm or deny. She just kind of, like, smirks. And she's like, he's not allowed at my house. Because Jim banned him and let me just say Jim is just like you ruined my daughter's life you broke her heart so you're not allowed here you're not allowed in the Conrad castle I respect the hell out of that zaddy Jim so the next scene is Jason hanging out at Talon's and let me just say Talon arrives in the most early 2000s way I'm gonna play a clip and when you hear it you're gonna be like oh my god I did the same thing (laughs) you're not gonna be happy with it you're gonna be like oh my god I can't believe I did the same thing But we all did this, and I hope you're ready to hear how Talon walks up and welcomes Jason. And I think it's because at this point, we were all obsessed with, like, Flavor of Love. I was so obsessed with Flavor of Love. I used to watch it with my stepmom on, like, Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings. And we would just talk about it all the time. I loved Rock of Love, too. Like, Brett Michaels, that whole... I even remember the winner of the first season was named Nikki. Like, why do I remember that? I wish I didn't, but I do. And I was obsessed with that show. I liked that show more than Flavor of Love. I can, like, remember telling my dad I had a crush on Brett Michaels, and he's like, please don't. Please stop having a crush on this man. But I think we all walked around saying, Flavor, Flav... But anyway, the conversation between Talon and Jason is just like such a bro conversation. And it's kind of crazy to hear like boys in high school's thoughts about things. Does that make sense? Because 
Talon's just like, you need to call her. You need to be like, I need to see you in person. You need to get over it. And I'm going to see you in person. We're going to talk about this. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. If she doesn't want to see you, she's not going to see you. But high school boys, like, just leave a message and tell her you want to see her, you need to see her, and that's what's going to happen. Hell no. But it's always really important for me to, like, remind everybody, like, they are in high school, and obviously, I'm sure Talon now wouldn't be like, just show up. (laughs) Just show up at her house and be like, yo, we're going to talk in person. But during this little conversation, Jason says he actually wanted to marry Elsie. That's how serious Jason is about LC. But again, you can't change the person unless they want to change themselves. Never forget that. It doesn't just have to do with like bad boys either. It has to do with anybody in your life. If somebody doesn't want to change, you're not going to change. And that's that. Okay, so after Talon's advice, we go to the beach and we're with Kristen, Alex H. and Jessica. And they meet up to chat. They all have like bags of chips or something. So it's a little picnic. And Alex H. says she wants to go to Lauren's. Like, she keeps saying it, and Kristen's like, maybe, maybe. And then Jessica's like, I'm obviously not invited. And and then Jessica says she won't go to Lauren's house after hooking up with her boyfriend. And I'm about to play an audio clip. It's kind of long, but I think it says a lot of how, like, Kristen was feeling. Because Kristen and Elsie were not friends. From everything I've heard, Kristen and Lauren were not buddies. They didn't hate each other like the way MTV made them hate each other. But they also weren't like friends, if that makes sense. So the fact that Kristen is actually standing up for Lauren says a ton. It says so much. Even rewatching it, you're kind of like, oh, wow, she's standing up for like Lauren instead of her best friend. So get ready. You created a little bit of drama. Okay. I can't believe you did that to Lauren, but. Which I can't believe because Jason. You obviously, I love you 20 more times than Lauren, but like, yeah, that's. re-watching it if he did actually just grab her face and kiss her it's kind of like oh shit like that's not cool either but from what we saw I will say it looked like Jessica leaned in and Jason just kind of finished the kiss that's what we saw but if she really genuinely felt like like Jason grabbed her head and kissed her like that is fucked up but I, I do give Kristen credit for being like no it wasn't cool what you did like it doesn't it doesn't matter But Jessica just seems like she'll never fully take blame, which is probably age. I mean, she was only 16, 17 here. And I don't think at like 16 or 17, I would take full blame for anything either. It would be way easier to just like ignore it and be like, it wasn't that big of a deal or or whatever she's doing. (laughs) But to me, rewatching, I'm like, just admit you fucked up with J-Wall, dot, 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 again. Those are my actual notes. It's like, just admit you fucked up, dot, 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 with J-Wall, dot, 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 again. Like, just just admit it and move on. So on a totally different note, we find out that Taylor, Alex, and Morgan are going. And Taylor wonders if Kristen will say goodbye to anybody. And Morgan and Alex are both like, no. So actually what happens is Taylor's like, do you think Kristen will say goodbye? And in that moment, both Alex and Morgan are like, no, she's not going to say goodbye. So I don't know if that's like goodbye to her or Lauren or whoever. But 
Taylor actually mentioned she's like, it's going to suck for Kristen because she'll see how nice like Lauren's house is. She's like, imagine walking into like the girl you hate's house and then seeing how beautiful it is and being like, fuck, like I hate you even more, which I totally get. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like if you really dislike someone and then you see that they also have like super nice things, you're like, fuck this person. Like, I already don't like you. So this is just going to add to the list of things. But Alex asks if Jessica's going and let's play the clip. okay? these three I genuinely love. I've talked about how much I like them like as friends and as people who've like been involved with Laguna Beach they've all been so supportive but this scene just made me like crack up and I'm like I need to share this because I feel like a lot of us probably don't remember. Is Jessica going? I heard that she wasn't invited. I don't know if and not allowed. Uh, Lauren's really hurt. She really liked Jason. Freaking A. Everyone needs to just get over Jason. <laughs> Come on. When do people learn? In the words of Alex M, when will people learn? Jason is not a catch. <laughs> Trey's a catch. Dieter's a catch. Those guys are catches. Polster's a catch. Steven's like, eh, Steven's fine. No word on if Alex M's contacts will be attending the party, but I guess we're going to find out. So now we're at the Conrad Castle and you know it's serious because Lauren's like walking around looking at all the catering, making sure it's okay. She's carrying a veggie tray and she's walking very carefully with it. You have to make sure you don't spill it, right? You don't want to. That's embarrassing. Can you imagine? <laughs> I always say I'm like, oh, oh, I don't I don't think parties need veggie trays. And then when I go to parties, I'm like eating all the carrots. I love carrots a lot. <laughs> Even like the broccoli, I'll eat that. I'm, I don't know. I always, I kind of shit on veggie trays. I'm like, get a fruit platter. Veggie trays suck. But the second I see a veggie tray, I'm like, oh my God, is there cucumbers? Is that, is that a, um, is that a little, uh, carrot that I see? Is that some broccoli? So I'm here to apologize to every veggie tray I have ever insulted because I do like you. Do I prefer fruit? Yeah. Do I understand that's really expensive? Yeah. So as I said, she sets down the veggie tray. And the first people to show up are Cedric and Talon. And petty me, I feel like I wouldn't have invited Cedric. But maybe it's also petty to invite all of Jason's friends and not him. That's something I was like trying to think of when I watched it. I'm like, hell no, I wouldn't have invited Cedric. And then I'm like, wait, if all of Jason's friends are here, but he's not allowed, that is also very petty. So either way, I think it's like a petty power move. Lo shows up, Steven, Dieter, Heidi, Jen. Steven's wearing this like striped blue shirt that I used to think he looked so hot in. It's light blue, white stripes, and then the collar and like the cuffs, I guess you call them, right? The cuffs are white. And I was like, oh my God, he looks so hot there. And rewatching it, I'm still like, you know, I'm kind of into this look. My fashion choices have not evolved since 2005. But he asks Elsie who's coming and she says basically everybody but, you know, Jason and Jessica. And then fucking Steven goes... What do they have planned tonight? A hot date? And you can tell that he realized like too soon, Steven. But Heidi and Jen smack him and he leaves. He like leaves a little sitting area. But again, too soon, Steven. Just a little bit too soon. It is funny though. Like you could see his face being like, ugh. So Morgan, Alex, M, and Taylor all ascend down the steps to the Conrad Castle. They all get food, which looks fantastic. It looks like Chinese food or something. But Taylor like pulls Lauren aside and has a little drunk heart to heart. And I posted it and someone was like, how do you know she was drunk? And I said, I don't know. I commented. I was a little buzzed yesterday, but I was like, just let it be funny. And she was like, well, I don't want you to slander someone's name. I'm like, okay, calm down. I, I think I deleted her comment. I'm like, I'm not fighting with you. Also watch the live with Taylor. She admits they were drunk all the time. 
But I really forgot about this. And someone was like, Taylor sounds like a Lauren 2.0. And I was like, she kind of does. And then I started thinking, I'm like, you know what? I wish she was on the hills instead of Audrina or Heidi. Probably Audrina. Audrina didn't do as much for me as I thought she did. Maybe rewatching the hills, I'll appreciate her again. But what did Jemmy say? Jemmy says something mean about Audrina. She called her lost in face, lost in space Audrina face. Oh my God, that cracked me up. I will say season finale of the hills. It was all right. And Audrina had a moment where she literally let her hair down and danced. And I was like, wow, the first genuine moment I've seen of Audrina in years. Fantastic. But anyway, back to the um, drunk conversation with Elsie and Taylor. Get ready to listen to it because I feel like it's all of us trying to give drunk advice. So get ready. I'm not letting Mr. Jason. Yeah. I just told him he's not, he's not welcome at my house anymore. All of us were like, what is she doing? But at the same time, you've got to experience it for yourself. Like, whatever anybody told you, you have to see it for yourself. And you saw it, and it's nice to care about it as a person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's hard not to. Like, I love you that voice be because you want to be the one who's like, good for them. You want to be the one who's like, and you just like have to hope that you're worth changing for. <laughs> it's also hard to forgive him because it's like, He's so nice when he's saying sorry. He's like, he's a good apologizer. They all are. Ah! Boys. Boys suck. Such a good scene. And also remember, like, people who manipulate you are really good at apologizing. So remember that. If someone's like, you feel like you're being manipulated, and if you're dating someone who's a bad boy piece of shit, he's going to be really good at apologizing. So yeah, Taylor should have been on the hills there. I said it. A lot of, I think they really should have had a lot of cast members on the hills. I get that it was supposed to be like Lauren's life, but she still hung out with Steven, Dieter, Trey, Talon, low later, but all she had was Gem Bunny and nobody liked Gem Bunny, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, nobody liked Gem Bunny. So now we're at Jess's house and Jess tells them to go to Lauren's because they're curious if it's fun. Kristen and Alex keep going like, do you think it's actually fun there and all this stuff? And Jess is like, just go like she gets annoyed that they keep going back and forth about it and Alex really wants to go and eventually convinces Kristen they end up calling Steven and he's like fashionably late or are we just tardy like he says his fucking weird voice I wish I recorded it I didn't but Steven just he always makes weird voices (laughs) so I mean that's his thing I guess like messing with girls hair and making weird voices but then Lauren's like who was that and he goes Kristen she goes tell her get a little butt down here like she has a weird little Boston accent in that moment I'm like where did that come from but then other times I feel like I'll hear her speak and I'm like you sound like you're from upstate New York what's the truth Lauren where are you from so Kristen and Alex are rolling bitches only as they say but Kristen keeps saying she wants to squash the beef she's like it's not cool what happened between us because I really loved Steven back then But it is what it is. We'll all be living in L.A. It's going to be fine. Whatever. And I have to say the whole Kristen moment was so overrated. I'd love to know what really went down. But I mean, all that happens is like they walk down. Steven sits away, like sits away from the group with Kristen and Alex. And then you hear Alex. I'm saying they're clicking. They're clicking. And Kristen walks right by L.C. And L.C. goes, yeah, I haven't been doing so hot lately which is such an underrated quote. So funny. Then basically like Steven leaves with them. It's that simple. Christine goes to say goodbye, then stops. And again, I don't know how much of it was real, how much was fake. 
I guess if I ever do a podcast with any of the cast again, I have to ask about that moment. They'll probably be like, what moment? <laughs> like, I don't think they'll really remember it. And the next morning, again, we're, we're in a living room moment with Kristen, Alex H., and Jessica. And Kristen says it wasn't fun, so Jess didn't miss anything. And then Jess is like, well, what'd you and Steven do? And she's like, we went and got more food. And the way she said it, I'm like, does that mean she was stoned or they went and drank or whatever? Because... I don't know. It was just like a shady way to say like, oh, we just went and got some food. But yeah, quick little quick little living room moment. And now we're shopping with Elsie, Heidi and Bunny. And Elsie says she needs some new shoes after a rough few days. And in unison, Heidi and Bunny say, when in doubt, shoe it out. We find out they're all moving to L.A. And of course, Heidi and Lauren will be roommates. They don't talk about that there, but we know that. And I have to say, like Bunny and Heidi are the absolute worst friends in this moment. They're telling Lauren that Jason is a really good guy and that he's devastated. Like, he's his own worst enemy. But, like, she doesn't need that. She doesn't need you guys to, like, remind her about that. You know what I mean? I was watching it. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, no, you're supposed to hype her up and be like, yeah, he does suck. Like, he kissed another girl in front of you. But, yeah, she doesn't need you hyping up Jason for her. Next scene, Mr. Jason, who has a haircut calls Jessica and asks her to stop by. And it's awkward when she shows up. He's sitting on his porch and they're both sitting on his porch. And there's just so much awkward tension. I don't know if it's like sexual tension or not, but it's just weird. And again, Jessica is trying to make this not a big deal. She goes, it's amazing that something that little can ruin. And then she kind of trails off. And it wasn't little. Lauren saw her boyfriend kiss you like in front of her. And I'll get to I mean, there's a quote that I'm going to play later where she's like, I don't even want to know what you did behind my back. And Jason doesn't like stick up for himself. So you're kind of like, okay, so he definitely cheated on her. But again, I don't think it was little. And again, Jason says she kissed him. Then they agree that he kissed her and she tells him to call Lauren. They hug. And that's all she wrote. That's all we have left with Jason and Jessica, the original Ron and Sam. No, I don't even think I can say that. Ron and Sam were so abusive. to. Well, Ron was like an emotionally abusive monster, even though we were like led to believe that Sammy was just super annoying, which again, I feel like they're doing. And I've said it on other episodes. Ronnie and Jen are both terrible people, but MTV is just making it like Ron is fine. I guess the, the last few episodes of the family reunion, family vacation, whatever they're calling this season They've kind of touched on it more that Ronnie sucks, but I don't know. I feel like MTV always sticks up for their own no matter what, which is probably why MTV will never contact me to <laughs> talk about the new hills. But now we have the Jason Lauren scene and she picks up the call. So maybe they're not on awful terms now, but Jason asks to stop by and we find out that he can't come inside. As I said at the beginning of this episode, sorry, reminds him he can't come inside because Jim won't allow it. So Jason wants to apologize and Lauren stands her ground and I am so proud of her. My fa I'm going to play it in a second, but my favorite moment is when she goes, what would you do if I kissed another guy in front of you? But I was sorry or kissed an ex-boyfriend in front of you, but I was sorry. This whole scene, I'm just like, yeah, Lauren, you're a bad bitch and I love it. Like she really holds her own, really sticks up for herself and I love it so much. So here we go. How do you feel about everything? I feel like you kissed another girl in front of me and I trusted you. And if you were going to do it in front of me, then I don't even want to know what you did not in front of me. Like, put yourself in my position, honestly. I know. Like, how would you feel if I kissed an ex-boyfriend right in front of you? 
But I was sorry. I would have been pissed too, I know. You don't go to a family function in front of all of my family and all of my friends and kiss me in front of all of them and then go kiss another girl and have everyone now. Like, that's humiliating for me. No, I totally understand. It just sucks. Like, I don't understand. You, like, ruined everything. You know that, right? Yep. I don't know what you want me to say. Nothing more. Hmm? Nothing more. And there you have it, folks. That is the episode. That's it. That's it. We end it with that little dramatic moment. Big dramatic moment, not little dramatic moment. Now I can get into some very cavalry drama, which I'm really excited about. Next week I'll do, like, I had some people asking for advice. One girl did ask me, like, what to do if your boyfriend calls you fat. I'm going to tell you what you do. Break up with them. That's like in a form of abuse. If you're if you're calling someone fat and trying to make them feel bad for themselves, that's a form of abuse. So yeah, definitely break up with him. That is my advice to you. Someone also asked about celebrity blind. So I guess I'll go into like a few of them. Those two. Then I have like a lot of very cavalry stuff to talk about. Celebrity blinds are something that I'm addicted to. I love them. I can't help it. Do I believe all of them? Absolutely not. But Lainey Gossip and CrazyDaysAndNights.net are my favorite blinds to follow. They're pretty like on point a lot of the time. Crazy Days and Nights, I'll say, has been the most on point. And they've talked a lot about Hayden Panettiere. And you all know that I'm always worried about Hayden Panettiere. And she really like just had no chance. He does podcasts of certain celebrities and does deep dives on them. And you're kind of like, wow. And again, I don't believe 100% of everything he says. But a lot of stuff is like, oh, that makes sense. Does does that make sense? A lot of stuff he says just makes sense. And if you put it all together, and even right now, he did tell us Hayden was going to have a spiral like this. Um, her parents were really bad. There's a lot of rumors that her mom kind of slept with a lot of people to get Hayden where she is, or was, I should say, which is sad. But then also a lot of rumors about Hayden having to sleep with directors and screenwriters and whoever in order to get where she is. And right now, I know that she allegedly has a really bad drinking problem. She doesn't have custody of her daughter right now. I don't know. She's holding hands with the guys. Her ex-boyfriend's brother, she was just spotted holding hands with him. Now, she isn't with his her ex-boyfriend anymore because he was abusive towards her. But I don't know. It's just, it's so messy. It's so messed up. And I think Hayden's great. I think she's a triple threat. I don't think we've ever given her the credit she deserves. Juliette Barnes is like an iconic role. But even if you think of like guys she dated, not so much Steven, but there was a pretty big age gap. She was only like 16 and he was 21. I know that when you're in your 20s, that's not a big age gap. But when you're, yeah, when you're 16 dating a 21 year old, that's that's kind of an age gap. And then right when she turned 18, she started da- dating Milo Ventimigla. Ventimigla? I can't say his last name. I never can. But he kind of groomed her if you read about that. And that's another thing that Celebrity Blinds will like kind of remind you of is that these Hollywood guys do groom girls when they're young. I mean, Wilmer Valderrama creeps me out to no end. He's always dated really young girls. It's just, there's a lot. And I suggest if you're bored, like definitely look up Celebrity Blinds. Kristen Cavallari's publicist actually came out with a book about Celebrity Blinds and how he's had to like set up clients with other people just to get some publicity going. Okay, so now we're on Kristen. And I am going to say that I actually thought her post was really distasteful and the caption was she ended up changing it but 
NYC for 24 hours and what a time to be here dot 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 always remember and I feel like a lot of people thought it was inappropriate because of how she was dressed or that's why like people thought it was offensive like people thinking other people thought does that make sense people were thinking other people thought it was disrespectful because of how she was dressed but I don't care about that at all like just however you want to I just felt like she made it more about her than about 9-11 and it reminded me about how a ton of influencers were posting pictures on the beach in the Bahamas and use the hashtag pray for the Bahamas after Hurricane Dorian. Like to me, it's just it's poor taste. And there was a page six article that was released once the caption was updated. Once once she took off and what a time to be here. Always remember it. Used, it was just NYC for 24 hours. Now, before this article came out, her friend Justin Anderson, her hairstylist friend, went nuts on people. Like he was commenting, being like, you need to shut the fuck up. Like she's showing off her body. She looks beautiful. All this stuff. It's like, we're not saying she doesn't look beautiful. She does look beautiful. Kristen's beautiful. But that's not why people were thinking it was poor taste. We were thinking it was poor taste because <laughs> because people fucking died. Like that, like 9-11 is one of the worst things I can like. I can't even put it into words, but obviously very poor taste. I don't care what she's wearing. Kristen always looks beautiful. She could be wearing a fucking trash bag and look better than I look all dressed up. You know what I mean? But he got really like defensive towards everyone. I was kind of like, yo, you should reel your friend in. Like I, I get your friend wants to stick up for you, but like <laughs> pull it back a little, dude. So a couple comments were wrong picture for the sentiment in the post. Poor taste. And another person wrote this is super insensitive. And then the caption was updated to NYC for 24 hours. And this is a quote from the um, page six article. We're told Cavalieri and her team sent the photo from her appearance to promote her new collaboration with Dal Tile on Tuesday night with the caption 24 hours in New York City. But the staffer took it upon herself to post the image with a modified caption without very Cavalieri's <laughs> without Cavalieri's knowledge. And it was posted while she was in a fitting on Wednesday morning. It's unclear how long the staffer was on the job. The uncommon James Founder told Page Six in March that she hates firing people. I don't know. I feel like she doesn't hate firing people. All right. You ready for this? You guys ready? So it's unclear how long the staffer was on the job because there's no staffer. I have a few sources who are close to Kristen who all confirmed that Kristen has made it clear that she runs her own social media. And I know there are a few of you who are like, well, your sources don't like Kristen, which isn't true. The person who told me this isn't the redhead you're thinking of. It's someone who but worked at Uncommon James. And that's all I'm going to say. I mean, I've learned from Jem Bunny. So <laughs> allegedly, Kristen runs her own social media and made it clear that she always will. So in my opinion, like you should just own up to the fact that you make it a stupid ass post and move on. I think it's kind of wild that it became a bigger thing just to maybe make herself look better and also get her name in the press. Allegedly, this is all allegedly from a source. I don't need to be sued. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I just I feel like that's rough. Like, that's not cool. And also just delete the whole post. What she did is she shut off comments and Justin deleted his really long comment where he was like, you look beautiful, mama, blah, blah, blah. These haters don't know what they're talking about. It's not about her looking ugly. It's not about how Kristen looks. So I wonder how you guys feel about it. I didn't post about it because I was like, I'll just talk about it in my podcast. But I am curious how you guys felt about it. If you guys thought it was kind of like, ugh. Like, ugh, don't do that. <laughs> Are you guys ready for some more very Cavallari tea? So the person who took over social media once Shannon left resigned 
and she put it in her story that she never ran Kristen's social media. So it seems like maybe she felt like she was being blamed for the tone-deaf post. Here's some fun ones. Kelly and Kristen are not friends anymore. I don't know exactly what went down or how it went down or anything, but they aren't friends at all. They unfollowed each other. And I am guessing Kelly won't be on the show anymore. Or if she is, it definitely won't be all season. My guess is that Justin is going to completely take over Kelly's role. Reagan won't be on the season. I'm not sure how they're going to work it up or anything like that. I found out why and it's fucking stupid. So Matt won't be on the season. Kelsey, who was on the show a few times as Colby's buddy, likely won't be on the season. I know she doesn't work for Uncommon James anymore. Colby and Brittany are still on it, but I, I don't know. I kind of feel like they'll probably have a lot more Brittany than Colby. Stone and Brittany broke up, which I'm happy about. Stone sucks. Like I can't stand him. But know who he's dating now. I don't know if any of you have watched like Party Down South or The Challenge. I know she's going to be on the new season of Floribama Shore. But now he's dating Maddie. I'm like, how the hell does this guy get such beautiful girls? It's the charm, right? It's being in the little manipulator that he is. Still no premiere date, but I'm kind of thinking probably February or March. And that's kind of all I have for you guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an awesome rest of your week. And tune in next week while I go over the season finale of season two of Laguna and like I said I have a bunch of like questions and stuff that people did submit and I'll go into that way more I just kind of wanted to get all this very cavalry stuff out there before and I want to take my time to be able to talk about certain things you guys want me to have an awesome week thank you so much for tuning in